So I'm speaking with composers Jacob Shea and uh, Joshua Klebe. The two of them are behind uh, the score to BBC Earth's anticipated documentary series Planet Earth 2, which takes viewers back into the heart of our natural world. Uh, Jacob and Joshua have both carved their own individual paths as composers. In the past, Jacob has worked alongside composers such as Hans Zimmer and Steve Jablonski on their scores and went on to compose great music uh, in Gears of War Judgment and Through the Wormhole. And likewise, Joshua has a great history working with Lauren Balfe and really did some fantastic work on his own with the Netflix documentary Winter on Fire. Uh, now the two have joined together to create like a simply stunning score to such a wonderful series. Guys, thank you so much for chatting this evening. Oh, thanks for having thank us. Thank you for having us. Uh, so to start, I would love to know, I guess you could take turns answering, uh, kind of your paths to uh, becoming composers and kind of what made you fall in love with music and what made you want to become a film and TV composer and how did you kind of end up working with people like Han, Steve, and Lauren? Sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, for me, uh, I... And this is Jacob, just so everyone knows, right? Correct. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I studied music composition in college at UC Santa Barbara and I didn't exactly know I wanted to do music for film but I, I had seen um, one winter break a, a independent film uh, 13 conversations about one thing and the score by Alex Werman is phenomenal mm. I thought it was at the time and I, I reached out to him uh, seeing if he would be willing to take me on as an intern over a uh, college summer break and he was kind enough to let me do that and once I saw what it took to be a composer for media I was just like completely hooked and uh, then the second I graduated college I, I moved down to Los Angeles and luckily met up with Hans uh, early on and just uh, kept at it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's amazing <laughs> Um, I'd kind of always been surrounded with music growing up. My grandparents had owned an opera house in my hometown. So I, I started with opera and then uh, started studying piano for about 15 years. And I uh, went to university for two years before ultimately moving down to L.A. Um, to, I got an internship at uh, Hansa Studio Remote Control. And from there, I kind of just decided to stay and uh, kind of go through the path of uh, being a studio assistant uh, and getting um, a couple orchestration writing opportunities with Lorne and uh, then working up with Hans on several of his films. And I think it's, and I was always captivated by film and kind of just the emotional aspect I um, and the way it impacted me um, musically. And I became kind of fascinated with the way you could musically tell a story mm, yeah. um, that you're visually seen on the screen. So I think that's just kind of what drove me into this profession. Well, that's awesome. Um, so th this score is coming from, uh, I know a lot of people recognize on the cover, it says from Bleeding Fingers Music, kind of the label of Bleeding Fingers. So I was just wondering if you guys could explain right. Bleeding Fingers to those who might be wondering what it is and the purpose or vision behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jacob and I both uh, started at the very beginning of the company. It opened up right next door to Hans's uh, studio. and the initial objective was to create custom library tracks for uh, various reality TV type shows. And then it ultimately from there grew into, you know, it's kind of scoring to picture now at this point. Right. And the idea is it's, it's just a collection of composers that can all work together on, you know, the same sort of projects. And, you know, that's ultimately what made 
working on this project. It's such a wonderful experience because Jacob and I have our studios right across the hall from each other. And it, it, it kind of really promotes a, a very collaborative process on, you know, what can sometimes be a very uh, solitary, solitary <laughs> job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know I've been to remote control a couple times, but it's always just funny to peek into the dark little holes and see who's, you know, who's locked in here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's nice late at night to kind of emerge from the darkness and, and uh, kind of, you know, go go over what each of you is, is working on and, and what kind of new uh, uh, instrument someone's using or something and, and bleeding fingers functions similarly to remote control in that way uh it's 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 a very collaborative space absolutely and yeah i mean now you, and you mentioned i think an earlier score that, that lauren did was sons of liberty and i remember he said it was more like creating tracks kind of uh custom to the to the series but not really to picture and the kind of the production would then kind of use it uh edit and cut to it and stuff like that but you guys actually wrote to picture for this entire series is that right Correct. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's... There's kind of no way of around yeah. that one for a series <laughs> like this. So how did I mean? How did this uh, come together? I mean, uh, everyone knows Planet Earth, and it was such a huge series when it came out. And of course, the technology got better, and they went you know back out in the field and spent years gathering all this footage. Um, how did this land on your guys' doorstep? And was it kind of your idea to be like, hey, we should do this together? Or did kind of Hans pick you to put put you two together? I mean, how did it kind of come together? Um, I mean. It, it kind of it came through the uh, the doors of Bleeding Fingers mm-hmm. um, for the opportunity to pitch on it, and so Jacob and I each uh, had pitched on it individually um, with the idea that it was kind of being presented to the BBC that you know you you have the option of having several composers on this project um, oh, if you would like if you like you know uh, a few of these pitches and so ultimately we were fortunate <laughs> enough to be picked for this and yeah we were really lucky they they went with. Our, our individual pitches as as a collective and uh and invited josh and i to work and and score the um the series, series together yeah with hans doing the main title wow that's awesome so i mean first of all i mean how do you even begin to structure a score like this is it the same way as you would as a fictional tv series or do you, do you kind of introduce themes build them across the episodes or do you see of like each episode is kind of its own standalone journey and the topics that it covers yeah, definitely. It, we had the idea, at least, uh, and it, it, it kind of worked out well to treat each habitat because the the way the episodes are broken up is by habitat. Right. To treat each habitat with its own sound. So, like for the jungles, we we really played up the magical feeling of that space and in, incorporated solo voices throughout the the, the episode score. And it, likewise in deserts, uh, which is a, a very barren kind of wasteland of a of a space, we we played up the kind of alien feeling of that habitat uh, with bowed symbols and uh, electronics and things. And uh, I mean, and you're you're talking about the different habitats. Was there any habitat that kind of was a challenge to nail down without you know result resorting to uh, maybe like cliched? Uh, sounds or ethnic sounds or stuff because I really love how the score has its own identity without kind of resorting to those kind of uh, techniques or approaches and it really and it kind of plays off the the imagery so well yeah I think you know really it, it just kind of all naturally started to happen we we would sit down and watch watch an episode down and 
kind of just start talking about it and, you know, instinctually come up with ideas and how we were reacting. I think the fact that they were getting such an intimate portrayal of these animals, it, it, it was just kind of such a unique, you know, unique uh, vision of these animals that I think it, it just lent itself to, you know, to kind of taking a, you know, I guess a more intimate approach for each habitat. And I, I think what was interesting about this series also was you don't realize, you know, I was still coming from a cinematic background that there's, there's definitely, you know, a, a linear story that's told while something like this, you know, all of these scenes could be interchanged between one another. So mm -hmm. it, that was an interesting, uh, I guess, hurdle we had to, you know, yeah. foreseeing and, 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 get Hunt, over. and the theme by Hans yeah. was, was a great unifying force for to kind of tie an episode's big thematic idea in, in terms of preservation or, or protecting the environment, what have you, uh, right. together. Uh, yeah. And, um, oh, sorry. What was the, uh, <laughs> what was the question? I, uh, I, I, just I, like, I mean, I talking about how the different, um, stylings, the instrumentation, uh, instrumentation you guys used and, and how you kind of came to that decision and not resorting to certain cliches right. of like ethnic instrumentation for certain regions and, and giving the, the, the score, it's, uh, kind of iconic, sound i mean unique not iconic but unique sound of, of sure. what planet earth 2 is and i think that was such a great job i mean i loved it yeah so much. <laughs> the one thing i was gonna add now thank you for reminding <laughs> refreshing my memory uh, <laughs> was that the producers and the directors of the series uh themselves had a very great aesthetic sensibility of what they wanted to accomplish and, and certainly you know just them choosing us from the outset our our pitches were were done at, at, you know George Fenton is did an amazing score for the for the original yes, and there's yeah. no way Joshua and I could outpace him in his you know orchestral brilliance right uh, but we we definitely uh, in our pitches and I think the thing that they responded to was we we took a a kind of novel more cinematic approach to and, it yeah. and stayed away from the you know the the kind of uh, the things that that are kind of tropes right absolutely and what i mean what i loved about it you know i'm i'm not a musician i grew up uh falling in love with film music and that's what it got me into film but i remember growing up and watching you know the, the discovery channel when it was still you know actually showing documentaries and it wasn't like a three-part bigfoot special you know it was actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, it was, when it was stuff like this and 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 what i remember falling in love with was just the music to the imagery and, and there's no dialogue. There's not really a, a narrative being told, but just the mo just the movements of the animals or just a, a, a leaf kind of swaying in the wind and how the music can complement that. I mean, that must've been such a great canvas for you guys to just not have to worry about all that stuff that usually comes with, uh, you know, sitting with a, you know, a director and all these, you know, trying to get the story down, but just kind of embracing image and sound. That must've been great. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and it, it, it was almost like you were scoring, I guess, a dance, a body movement. Right. A lot. Of, yeah. But you're just kind of watching the way these you know, these animals are moving and just interacting with their environment. And we were very conscious of kind of the sound design that was going into it as well. And so we were fortunate enough to have access to some of the uh, natural sounds that they were uh, using, and we could manipulate them and include oh, them wow. in the score. 
you know, as far as taking rustling of grass and turn it into a percussive sounding instrument or kind of wind sounds and kind of manipulate it to turn them into tones um, to for you know to double in with uh, the orchestra. And that that was a, a, a interesting, yeah, I guess, unique process for us. To have. So, oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> No, go ahead. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but so I'm also curious, kind of, how did you guys, uh, <clears throat> I know that different uh, co-composing teams will have different approaches, whether they work together kind of side by side or they kind of split apart, work separately, and then come back together. Did you guys have a, a certain approach that you guys used for this uh, for this project? Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, the, the approach was extremely natural in that Josh and I watched down the episode and we kind of, we complement each other's, uh, you know, strengths in terms of in terms of writing style. We we kind of, you know, uh, we we bring different things to the table that we're we're just naturally drawn towards. So, right. it, in, in terms of deciding who did what scene, it was a very organic process, and uh, and so it was just a, an extreme pleasure to to work with Joshua on this. Uh, we were right down the hall from each other. So. Well, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it, it, I think that's what you know made this you know such an enjoyment as well to be able to kind of just react in the room with someone mm. and go, oh, I you know I, I have this great idea for this. You know, let me take this and then you take that and then you know to be able to pop in each other's rooms and see what they're doing and then go, oh, you know, I love what you did there. You know, uh, can can I steal that sound or can I steal that idea motif or idea? and included in mine it's i think that's you know for us just what was made it so successful working together just we we naturally could react to things and uh there was no there was there was no competition or anything it was just it was purely (laughs) we have over 250 minutes of music to get done we want to be the best thing we can possibly do because we realize the importance of the project absolutely um i mean you guys are such great friends and 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 and, uh collaborators um but if there was if if there were any disagreements uh over certain thing if you maybe josh was like i want to do this thing and you were maybe like oh maybe i don't think that's the best way to go did you ever were there any disagreements and how did you kind of work towards a solution if that ever happened or maybe it didn't i don't know <laughs> it it yeah it sounds like i would be saying uh, you know uh, i wouldn't be telling the truth if i said it didn't happen but it totally right. didn't happen yeah. i i think oh, the, wow. the, closest... the one scene was birds there was a lot of birds in this <laughs> but that wasn't anything that you and i didn't like <laughs> no, i i think i think we kind of were like all right you take this bird scene now i'll take this bird scene <laughs> yeah we... because the birds are always usually funny there's always like you know the comedy comedy bits <laughs> yeah so it, yeah if one of us was was doing 10 minutes of bird cues on one episode the next person it, it, it was the next person's job <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's cool that's funny <laughs> um so kind of overall after after taking this whole experience and was there any particular sequence or maybe animal or, or locale that uh or habitat that really spoke to you personally that you really just loved uh scoring that kind of meant more maybe than anything else out of the whole series wow um yeah i mean i don't know I, for for me all, all of them were kind of incredible sequences uh the two that that i really enjoyed one was the baby harvest mouse uh-huh. which was following this this little mouse uh, who climbs up these uh 
these, you know, bushes or not bushes, but like, um, I don't know what you call them, but he climbs up these little vines to get food and there are owls waiting for him at the top, uh, just ready to, to eat him up. Wow. And, uh, it's, it's just seeing his personal kind of story so up, up close the way they were able to, to use cameras and capture the, this kind of crazy story of, of survival for this mouse was, uh, was just a joy to, to score. And the iguanas versus baby iguanas versus razor snakes right, that's a, that's was <laughs> a harrowing <laughs> post-apocalyptic chase scene like no other. Right. Um, and, and that was just a tremendous thrill to, to, to be able to work on that scene. Yeah, I think for me it was it was from the mountains episode. There was um, the snow leopard sequence, uh, yeah, and yeah. it was just it was such a mis- mystical, I guess, sequence. And it, it's kind of like you're you're peering in on something that you didn't think you would ever have the opportunity to see. And I, I think even for like the you know the filmmakers, they were they were just so shocked by the footage they were able to get. You know, they they had to. Um, install camera traps into the sides of mountains that would trigger as the animal would go by just to get a glimpse of these animals. And I think just that that idea and kind of the stories behind uh, the producers explaining how they got some of these shots was, was really inspiring. And uh, it, it just kind of lent itself to create something kind of really magical for that right. sec. So. Absolutely. And uh, and I did I did want to ask you how 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 was uh, Stephen Colbert? I mean that was such an amazing thing to happen to see uh, you guys with Hans on on such a s- amazing s- a stage on on net- network television that you I don't think I've, I don't think it's ever happened before. Has there ever been a score performance, for, let alone a TV show score performance? On I mean, the... never in my wildest <laughs> dreams that yeah. I think Josh and I were going to be on. Stephen Colbert, that that was yeah. I I don't know that it's happened before. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly a thrill. I mean, I don't know if it's yeah. if, if it did happen. I blinked and it was already over. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, it was it was a really uh, like incredible experience to be a part of. And uh, you know, I I think we're just so happy that uh, the series is getting out there and to such a wide reach of people. And I think it's just showing the importance of. A, a series especially at a time like this and you know it, it it's a series that no matter what age no matter who you are i think we can all relate to it and we can all respect and understand the fact that you know we do want to protect this planet we do want to preserve it and it it is our job to find ways to coexist with these animals and so i, I think we're just extremely honored to be yeah. part of the project and you know to have you know, people interested in that way, including being on Colbert. Yeah, <laughs> music for it. And uh, I mean, congratulations, guys! It was—I mean, it's such a great accomplishment, and uh, it's—I mean, it's just a fantastic series, and your music enhances it so much. And uh, I love the score; it was one of my favorites of last year. And and it's now, of course, uh, premiering uh, in the U.S. and it will be on Blu-ray next month. So it's uh, so congrats, and I can't wait to. What the next the next adventure will be with you guys? It'll be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to it as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks well, so much, well. guys.